What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of the BAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Petter. And I'm your host, Max Van Drunen. On this episode, we'll be reflecting on the national championship game and looking back at the madness in March. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We just had a national championship game where the Baylor Bears blew out the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and I was shocked. It was crazy. I wasn't. I, I was expecting it to be a good game. I wasn't expecting what one of the two teams to blow them, blow them out. You know. Yeah, I mean Gonzaga has the best offense in the country. They average ninety-two points per game. And they were really humiliated from the start. And it's not even like their defense is that bad. No, I their think their defense they were, is really decent. Yeah, I think they're averaging like along seventy-two points per game. That's still like twenty-point yeah. victories every night. But exactly. Yeah. But Baylor, the way Baylor came out, yeah, they were ready to play right out the gates. Gonzaga came out on their heels, didn't know what to expect, and just got manhandled. I think they were tired. I think major reason number one, they lost. They were tired. On Saturday, they played an overtime game that came down to Jalen Suggs' buzzer beater over UCLA, and that took a lot out of them. They took That was a hard game to play, and they came out on top, and I just feel like they were tired. I can see, I can see that, but at the same time, it's like... They they both played the same amount of games. Yeah. They both played had the same amount of rest time, pretty much, except maybe five minutes of overtime. See, yeah. whenever people say that, it's like I've never really understood it. Okay. Because they, you have that night that night to rest, and you have just to, just about the same amount of time to rest as your opposing team. Well, I'm talking like the starters for Gonzaga during the UCLA game. They played like over 40 minutes. The game was always close. Like they couldn't rest their starters for the final 10 minutes of the half and all that stuff. Where Baylor, they destroyed Houston. Yeah. And their starters got the rest. They played like 30 minutes maybe. And, you know, they just relaxed. They, it was a fun game for them while Gonzaga was yeah. Tr- fighting for their chance to go undefeated and I they just came short. They just came short. They got destroyed right off the gate. Uh what's the one stat that you see that just blows your mind? Two of them. I got two of them. Okay. Offensive rebounds. Offensive rebounds, yeah. Turnovers. Off oh yeah. Ba- uh Baylor beat Gonzaga in the rebound category. Thirty-four to seventeen. For all y'all that aren't good at math, that's twice as many rebounds. <laughs> and Baylor had fourteen offensive rebounds, eight by their Vite- uh, center. What's his name? Vitel. I don't remember. Yeah. And Gonzaga had one. One offensive rebound to fourteen. You can't. That, yeah. That's the that. that's the deciding factor of the game right there. And then, and then the turnovers. The turnovers. Uh, 
another one where Gonzaga had twice as many turnovers as Baylor having 14 turnovers to Baylor's seven. Yeah, that was a big game, and the f- they they just couldn't make threes. Uh, no, no, not at all. And it's not like they were getting second second chance opportunities on like Baylor, who Baylor would shoot a shot, get the rebound, shoot another shot, get another rebound, mm-hmm. and kick it out third time's a charm and just make the sh- make their shot, yeah. whether it be a two or three. That's where they got most of their points off of. See, so you look at field goal, the field goals. Baylor shot and made 30 out of 67. Yeah, 45%. 67 shots. Gonzaga made 25 out of 49. 49 shots. That's 67 shots to 49. That's Yeah, and they just didn't have the opportunities on the glass. Uh, Drew Timmy, he was hurt. You saw that he was fighting that left hip injury. He was getting stretched on the sidelines. That was a big loss. And yeah, I was, mean, Kispert was two for seven from three. He wasn't helping. He's they had to get a him going. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in Gonzaga. I knew that they weren't going to have the undefeated season because that hasn't happened since 70s. Bobby Knight's 1976 Indiana yep. Hoosiers. And it's just really hard to do that. You have to be super talented and you can't have bad games and yep. Gonzaga had a bad game and that's just how it, that's just how it is and you can't have a bad game in the championship you can't I kept telling my mom this you can't have a bad day in March and you know, technically can't. April but you can't have a bad day in the tournament and um, yeah Gonzaga Jalen Suggs and Drew Timmy they were in foul trouble the whole game the whole game Jalen Suggs first two minutes got two fouls yeah, and he sat a little bit, got then got his third, and then he just played it through. He did pretty good. He only had, he didn't have any more fouls after that. Yeah. Uh, but Kis, uh, Kispert, he had three. Timmy had four. Uh, Nimbard had four. I'm butchering his name. I apologize. But yeah, it was just they were in constant foul trouble. Their bench did absolutely nothing. Only nah. seven points off the bench. Now you go look at Baylor. It's not like they weren't in foul trouble either. Yeah, no, they right. had, a, had they had Thamba. a player foul out. You had Thamba who got five who fouled out. You have Vial who got three. Yeah, Jared Butler had ended ended with three. Like there was a bunch of foul trouble in this game, mm-hmm. and I think it just came down to whoever was deeper. And Baylor's deep. Baylor proved that they were the more deep team in this game. One of the bigger takeaways that I take, talking about the depth, is the ba- is Baylor's three guards. Their three guards. Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, and Marcio Teague. Davion Mitchell could not have started any better than what he did in that game. He, oh. he only ended with 15, but he came out hot. Yeah, Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell had s- like seven points within the first five minutes, and they were really good. Maceo Teague ended up with 19, uh, was 2 for 3 from 3. Butler was 4 for 9 from 3. Uh, they were just shooting really well. Um, and those three guards are NBA talent. Like, like first round. There's a there's yeah. a road where all three of them are drafted in the first round. They're all three going to get drafted no matter what. Yes. They, but there is, there is a chance all three of them... Could be in the first round. And 
maybe couple in the maybe one lottery, get, one yeah. or two in the lottery. You just don't know. Yeah, I I am. It will be interesting to see these Baylor players make it into the league. I think their games match perfectly for today's yeah. style. Um, Jared Butler was my favorite player of the game. I just thought he just looked better than everybody he else. He was the best player. He was definitely the best player on the floor. He was really good defensively, exactly. which was I was surprised about. I saw Stapp watching the game that he was like the first player since Carmelo Anthony to have 20-plus points and 7-plus assists. Yeah. In the title game. He's not just scoring. He's sharing the ball, too. And that's that's what great players do. So, Yeah, that was this, that's just the scheme that they had. And, I mean, the rebounding. Their guards in total, they had they had 11 rebounds. That's And that's unbelievable. And Gonzaga's center had five. Uh, and their three guards. I mean, it was just total embarrassment for Gonzaga or for Gonzaga. I'll Baylor. tell you this much: Baylor lifts. Gonzaga doesn't. Uh, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor lifts with the football team. That's they are strong. They are big guys. They, Gonzaga couldn't move them. Gonzaga couldn't move them. Yeah, I felt like when it was like at the score when it was like twenty-three to eight, I just felt like Gonzaga just didn't have it in them. No, they, they, they cut it close to it was like at nine points at one point. Yeah, they but, just didn't have the energy that Baylor had. Mm-mm. Baylor came out with the energy that they're gonna come and stomp on your throat. That's the energy that they had. Gonzaga just yeah, they were flat. Baylor was determined. Yeah, that's um, all it comes down to. Yeah, and Baylor was the second team from the state of Texas to win a national championship. Do you know the last time a Texas team won the national championship? Hakeem Olajuwon, Houston. No. Really? No, I don't know this. Wait. I thought they lost. Did they I know lose? they made it. They made it. I thought they lost to UNC. Fact check. We're going to fact check. Because I don't know. Yeah. Did the Hakeem Olajuwon win in I swore. With, with Clyde Drexler? I don't know, but we're fact checking this, folks. I mean, but Texas isn't known for being good at basketball. Yeah, and so you know, it was, it is what it is. I am, I think it was a good, a good game. But whatever, who, you, not real important point, uh, but whatever. So, Do you know the other team, the other Texas team to win? It was it was Texas. I know Texas Western won in nineteen sixty six. Oh yeah, Texas Western with uh, Bobby Joe Hill. M- yeah, movie Glory Road. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, I just thought that this team was just destined to be better, and I think that Baylor is going to be a good program for many years to come. So. And that's really it. Like, I do you have any other facts to talk about that you saw watching the game? Not really. It's just Baylor absolutely babied Gonzaga. Sixteen point win. Straight baby and bullied him. I mean, Gonzaga had only played two games that were decided within double digits or single digits. 
They had the UCLA game. And then they had a game with early in the year that was they won by five. But it was just insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm shocked. Um, what was moving on? What was moving some of the most on. shocking games from this tournament? No question, 15 seed Oral Roberts. No question. That was everybody's was shocked about that upset. Led by Max Acemus. Yeah, it was in Oof. insane. I. Looking looking back, I rewatched the highlights of that game the other day, and they just were chunking threes and hitting them. And they were make they were making it like they made eleven threes in the game in total. They sent they were able to force an overtime, but they just out hustled Ohio State, taking a total of seventy shots. That's a lot of shots. That's a lot of shots. Half of them were threes. That. I mean that's that crazy. that's insane. That's just crazy. I mean they shot twelve more threes than Ohio State did, and yeah, they were the ninth fifteen seed to ever advance to the round of thirty-two. Yeah, and that's not they didn't stop at they the round of thirty-two. Stop there. No, they ended up. Not. They ended up beating the Florida Gators, who played in one of the most fun games that previous round. They, I agree. Facing uh, in that Virginia Tech game, where it was just big shots, big shot, big, shots after big in, shot, in the at the end, and then they had that dagger three to put Virginia Tech away. That was a nice shot. Uh, nice but shot. yeah, Oral Roberts was able to just shoot threes better than anybody else. Um, yeah, and they just had their style of play where they just shot threes. Oh yeah. <laughs> They just they had Max Acemus as their little uh, playmaker facilitator and just surrounded him with shooters. But if you leave Max Acemus open, you give him any space, he's gonna knock down the shot. Yeah, he had like twenty nine against Ohio State, and in that round of thirty two game, he had uh, twenty six, which is just it's just crazy. You know, it's cool to see a 15 seed move on. You know, no you one. You can't root against them. You just you, can't. Yeah, they're one of those teams. They're like, yeah, they're gonna win. Keep winning. Keep exactly. Winning. Like if they if they already go if they, if they already went ahead and ruined your bracket, they just did it. They just it just they made it worse. Exactly. Um, another another game that I thought was really shocking was the. Illinois loss to Loyola Chicago. I don't find that really shocking. I, I knew Loyola was going to come in and play great defense against them. I didn't really think they were going to win, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did. This is my takeaways from that game. I was I was very upset from that game. Going back to school and seeing all the all the people that chose Illinois to be their national champion. I feel you. They were my national champion. They weren't mine. Um, Kofi Cockburn. Coburn. Gave up. No. Yeah. He just decided to... He just stopped playing. Like, he didn't really try. Uh, he was the leading scorer for the team. But had no effort on the defensive end. Uh, yeah, he, but... He rested on the defensive end. Kurtwig just... Giving Kurtwig... Kurtwig, yeah. Kurtwig had a 19, 12, and 5. 
And yeah. Uh, it was crazy. That's just I'm just mind blowing to even look back at that. The best defense, I guess, defense reigns supreme. Exactly. Defense wins championships. Oh well. Most of the time. Most of the time, because next round they had a little trouble. Uh, against the Oregon State Beavers. Who had a great run? That was a great run by the Oregon State Beavers. You know, I'm I'm happy that they made it this far because everybody was saying that the other two OSUs were going to go far with Ohio State and Oklahoma State. Yeah, but the furthest OSU ended up being Oregon State. Who, I don't understand why people slept on them and why, here's the overall question I have on the tournament. Why does no one consider the Pac-12 good? Just the history, man. The history? UCLA is one of the most historic yeah, but college like, basketball. Who else, who else they got, man? I mean, Oregon did good this year. This USC year. did good this, this year. year. No one thought they were going to do good this year. Nope. But they ended up doing amazing. UCLA played great basketball. UCLA was a first four, first team in, and they made that's it unbelievable. Four. That yeah. that's unbelievable. That's gonna be one of the most underrated runs. Yeah, looking back from first four to final four, and you just don't see it as that because I mean it's UCLA. Yeah, they haven't been good for a while, but they're yeah. still. That's that's it's a, a historic, historic basketball program for sure. For sure, producing NBA players like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, like, and they're having like multiple undefeated set uh, basketball teams in the seventies. It was yeah, but the Pac twelve is slept on, and I don't really understand why I slept on them. Yeah, but now you're looking back. USC, Evan Mobley, the Mobleys killed it. Oregon, I don't even, I don't even understand that one. But it's just, and then Oregon State, the Pac-12 champs. Yeah. No Pac-12. one thought they were going to, some people didn't even think they were going to make it Pac-12, past the first round. Pac-12 really represented well. West Coast tournament. West Coast was really good this year. They were. I will admit that. Yeah. And we had our shocking games, but what about some of the most fun games? Most fun game for me? Mm-hmm. UNT versus Purdue. Oh, the, everyone! Everyone thought it was impossible for North Texas to win. Little old UNT University in North Texas. Yes, our, our that's our college. That's our college town. Base, yeah, our college town. We live in Denton. North Texas is in Denton. It's crazy. Uh, but they did get destroyed by Villanova. But we're not talking about. We're that. not. We're not talking about the round of thirty-two. We're talking about the uh, round of sixty-four, where they just, you know, they were better than they just Purdue, a terrible Big Ten team. They're pretty. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. We should have talked about that in shocking things. Why is the Big Ten so bad? I don't even want to get started. Let's I could not, talk about that for an hour and a half. Let's not go there. We're not going to go there. Um, but yeah, UNT, uh, Conference USA champs, um, they were just better. They were they, better. They really were. They they just played the better game. It's not like, there wasn't really any big stat that popped out. Anything. Yeah. I mean, Purdue had 11 turnovers to UNT's 5. Yeah. But that's really the only thing that I can really see. Purdue out-rebounded, out-rebounded. Yeah. 
North Texas by nine, 37 to 28, with 18 offensive rebounds to North Texas six. Yeah, but UNT so, had three players that were insane. Three players that played one heck of a game. You got Bell, Hamlet, and McBride scoring 16, 24, and 16. I mean, that's... And right here, Reese with three steals. Yeah, that was, was that's big. big. That led to transition points. And so, that that's... There really wasn't a big factor in this game. It's just, it's just a 13 beating five. Really, that's really it. But it was just fun to see hometown, hometown yeah. college. Moving on in the... Uh, tournament you know it's just it's crazy first time ever first so. yeah that was their first win as a program that's pretty that's pretty cool um but you know march madness was it was a pretty good march it was a great march i i'm glad to have i was i'm glad it was back thank god i missed it last year covid ruined it almost two years yeah almost and, two years i mean 13 upsets in total and, and that's wild. That it was wild. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so that's it. We're gonna move on to some other headlines that happened outside of the tournament. Um, Texas Tech's coach Chris Beard is now at the University of Texas. That's now, shocking. I was shocked. Shocking. I didn't think Tech was gonna move on from Beard and. UT moved on from smart, and, you know, I hope he finds a job. He's a good coach, you know. He's just – UT's not a basketball school. U- U- UT really isn't. I mean, they used to. They used to be with KD, LaMarcus Aldridge, and those guys, but it's, – It's been a while since they've been good. And, you know, it's, it's it is pretty, what it is. Pretty long time. Um, another shocking thing outside of the tournament, Roy Williams – Officially Tires. retiring from the University Sad, of North Carolina. Man. Sad man. Hall- One of my favorite coaches. First ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt. No um, doubt. Three national championships. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a great guy. I watched his um, final press conference. He was crying because he saw all of his former players, and it was just a it was just a cool thing to see. Unfortunately, he didn't get a tournament win this year. Yeah, probably wished he finished out on top, but they already have their replacement. Former UNC Tar Heel, former NBA player, former assistant coach for Roy Williams. Exactly, Hubert Davis. It's pretty cool. First African American head coach at a UNC. Which yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, he was a nine-year assistant for the Tar Heels, and Um, I bet you he has. So much information from Roy Williams. He's learned so much. I mean, yeah, he's been he was there since 20, uh, 2012. He played on some pretty good UNC teams in the early early nineties, um, and he was an NBA player. So he has all the contacts in the world. He's got all of it. He, I can, I, I can almost guarantee you he's gonna be great great coach for the UNC Tar Heels. Yeah, and actually just happened only a couple hours ago, Luca Garza is officially the Wooden Award winner, and his his resume is just one of the craziest things I have ever seen. Do you want to read it off? Do you want me to read it off? I'm just going to read you a couple of his awards. Um, he was 2019 
in 2020 All-Big Ten first team. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year back-to-back years. He was a Wooden Award member. He was a consensus All-American. He was an AP preseason All-American this year. And he was the Wooden Award member preseason award winner. He was a Big Ten first team. He was the AP Player of the Year. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Consistence All-American first team. Naismith Award winner. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Like, this is one of the most impressive college resumes I have ever seen. This year averaging 24-9-2 with... Shot 55% from the field, 40% from three. And not a terrible free throw shooter at 71%. Not bad at all, but here's the main question. Will he transition transition into the NBA like he has in college? I do not think so. Who's his player? Who's his NBA player comp? Because I've been thinking about this a while. I couldn't tell. You. My instinct. He's kind of bigger, but he's, I kind of see. I kind of see a Lamarcus Aldridge. I don't know. You know, he can work the mid range, but when he needs to, he can work in the post. He's not that good defensively. You notice how none of his awards are for defense. Exactly. I mean, he does average a block a game, but he's 6'11". You know... And 265. Lamarcus Aldridge, Aldridge, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad of a comparison. You know, he just... Lamarcus Aldridge has big shoulders. (laughs) So does Luca Garza. And Luca Garza has crazy shoulders. Uh, Lamarcus didn't really have like the college stats that Luca had. I mean, he he was like fifteen and nine and half of assist. But we ain't talking about college. But he was also he was also like a he was a good player, but he was able to adjust his game to how the NBA evolved. And I hope Luca gets the opportunity. It's shocking that he's not even he might not even be drafted. Yeah. But I think he will be there in like the second round, mid to late second round. I think ESPN's latest mock draft had him going to San Antonio at forty five. Yeah. But then then again on some NBA draft uh what are those called? Mock drafts. Mock drafts. Uh he's not even getting drafted, so which is sad because he's the Wooden Award winner. I don't. I don't think this year. I think he would be the first person ever to be a Wooden Award member, a Naismith Award winner, Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, with all these awards, and, and not, not even be drafted. That will be insane. But only time will tell. You know. I hope he's able to evolve the college game, and you know, it's it's just crazy. But congratulations to Luca Garza. Hopefully you're listening. Hopefully no. you're listening. No. You're, I hope you are. Um, but yeah, and that's all, that's all we got for y'all today. Um, you know, pretty easy. March Madness was fun. We're gonna miss it. Yeah. We're counting down the days till next March. Already. Already. I miss college basketball already. Me too. All right. Well, see you guys. See you guys.